Section 59 of Young Folks Treasury, Volume 3, edited by Hamilton Wright, maybe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ellen Preckle. Two Little Boys by Thomas Day. Two, the ill-natured little boy. There was once a little boy who was so unfortunate as to have a very bad man for his father, who was always surly and ill-tempered, and never gave his children either good instruction or good example. In consequence of this, this little boy, who might otherwise have been happier and better, became ill-natured and quarrelsome and disagreeable to every one. He very often was severely beaten for his impertinence by boys that were bigger than himself, and sometimes by boys that were less, for though he was very abusive and quarrelsome, he did not much like fighting, and generally trusted more to his heels than his courage when he had engaged himself in a quarrel. This little boy had a cur dog that was the exact image of himself. He was the most troublesome, surly creature imaginable, always barking at the heels of every horse he came near, and worrying every sheep he could meet with, for which reason both the dog and the boy were disliked by all the neighborhood. One morning his father got up early to go to the alehouse, where he intended to stay till night, as it was a holiday. But before he went out he gave his son some bread and cold meat and sixpence, and told him he might go and divert himself as he would the whole day. The little boy was very much pleased with this liberty, and, as it was a very fine morning, he called his dog, Tiger, to follow him, and began his walk. He had not proceeded far before he met a boy that was driving a flock of sheep toward a gate that he wanted them to enter. "'Pray, master,' said the little boy, "'stand still and keep your dog close by you, for fear you frighten my sheep.' "'Oh, yes, to be sure,' answered the ill-natured little boy. "'I am to wait here all the morning till you and your sheep have passed, I suppose. Here, Tiger, seize them, boy.' Tiger, at this, sprang forth in the middle of the flock, barking and biting on every side, and the sheep, in a general consternation, hurried each a separate way. Tiger seemed to enjoy this sport equally with his master, but in the midst of his triumph he happened, unguardedly, to attack an old ram that had more courage than the rest of the flock. He, instead of running away, faced about and aimed a blow with his forehead at his enemy, with so much force and dexterity that he knocked Tiger over and over, butting him several times while he was down, and obliged him to limp, howling away. The ill-natured little boy, who was not capable of loving anything, had been very much diverted with the trepidation of the flock of sheep, but now he laughed heartily at the misfortune of his dog, and he would have laughed much longer had not the other little boy, his patience provoked at this treatment, thrown a stone at him, which hit him full upon the temples and almost knocked him down. He immediately began to cry in concert with his dog, when, perceiving a man coming toward them, whom he fancied might be the owner of the sheep, he thought it most prudent to escape as speedily as possible. But he had scarcely recovered from the smart which the blow had occasioned, when his former mischievous disposition returned, which he determined to gratify to the utmost. He had not gone far before he saw a little girl standing by a stile, with a large pot of milk at her feet. "'Pray,' said the little girl, "'help me with this pot of milk. My mother sent me to fetch it this morning, and I have brought it alone a mile on my head, but I am so tired that I have been obliged to stop at this stile to rest me, and if I don't return home presently we shall have no pudding to-day, and besides my mother will be very angry with me.' "'What?' said the boy. "'You are to have a pudding to-day, are you, miss?' "'Yes,' said the girl, "'and a fine piece of roast beef, "'for there's Uncle Will and Uncle John and Grandfather, "'and all my cousins to dine with us, "'and we shall all be very merry in the evening, "'I can assure you.' 
so pray help me up speedily as possible that i will miss said the boy taking up the jug and pretending to fix it upon her head just as she had hold of it he gave it a little push as if he had stumbled and overturned it upon her the little girl began to cry violently but the mischievous boy ran away laughing heartily and saying good-bye little miss give my humble service to your uncle will and grandfather and dear little cousins this prank encouraged him very much indeed for he then felt that now he had certainly escaped without any bad consequences so he went on applauding his own ingenuity and came to a farm where several little boys were at play he desired leave to play with them which they allowed him to do but he could not be contented long without exerting his evil disposition so taking an opportunity when it was his turn to fling the ball instead of flinging it the way he ought to have done he threw it into a muddy ditch the little boys ran in a great hurry to see what was become of it and as they were standing altogether upon the brink he gave the outermost boy a violent push against his neighbour he not being able to resist the violence tumbled against the next that against the next and that against another by which means they all soused into the ditch together they soon scrambled out although in a dirty plight and were going to have punished him for all his ill behaviour but he patted tiger upon the back who began snarling and growling in such a manner as made them desist thus the little mischievous boy escaped a second time with impunity the next thing he met with was a poor jackass feeding very quietly in a ditch the little boy seeing that nobody was within sight thought this was an opportunity of plaguing an animal that was not to be lost so he went in and cut a large branch of thorns which he contrived to fix to the poor beast's tail and then setting tiger at him he was extremely diverted to see the fright and agony the creature was in but it did not fare so well with tiger who while he was baying and biting the animal's heels received so severe a kick upon his head as laid him dead upon the spot the little boy who had no affection for his dog left him with greatest unconcern when he saw what had happened and finding himself hungry sat down by the wayside to eat his dinner he had not long been there before a poor blind man came groping his way out with a couple of sticks good morning to you said the boy pray did you see a little girl come this road with a basket of eggs upon her head dressed in a green gown with a straw hat upon her head god bless you master said the beggar i am so blind i can see nothing either in heaven above or in the earth below i have been blind these twenty years and they call me poor old blind richard though the poor old man was such an object of charity and compassion yet the little boy determined as usual to play him some trick and as he was a great liar and deceiver he spoke to him thus poor old richard i am heartily sorry for you with all my heart i am just eating my breakfast and if you will sit down by me i will give you part and feed you myself thank you with all my heart said the poor man and if you will give me your hand i will sit by you with great pleasure my dear good little master the little boy then gave him his hand and pretending to direct him guided him to sit down in a large heap of wet mud that lay by the roadside there said he now you are nicely seated and i am going to feed you so taking a little of the dirt in his fingers he was going to put it into the blind man's mouth but the man who now perceived the trick that had been played him made a sudden snap at his fingers and getting them between his teeth bit them so severely that the wicked boy roared for mercy and promised never more to be guilty of such wickedness at last the blind man after he had put him to very severe pain consented to let him go saying as he went are you not ashamed you little scoundrel to attempt to do hurt to those who have never injured you and to want to add to the suffering of those who already are sufficiently miserable 
although you escape now be assured sir that if you do not repent and mend your manners you will meet with a severe punishment for your bad behaviour one would think that this punishment would have cured him entirely of this mischievous disposition but unfortunately nothing is so difficult to overcome as bad habits that have been long indulged he had not gone far before he saw a lame beggar that had just made shift to support himself by means of a couple of sticks the beggar asked him to give him something and the little mischievous boy pulling out his sixpence threw it down before him as if he intended to make him a present of it but while the poor man was stooping with difficulty to pick it up the wicked little boy knocked the stick away by which means the beggar fell down upon his face and then snatching up the sixpence the little boy ran away laughing very heartily at the accident this was the last trick this ungrateful boy had it in his power to play for seeing two men come up to the beggar and enter into discourse with him he was afraid of being pursued and therefore ran as fast as he was able over several fields at last he came into a lane which led to a farmer's orchard and as he was preparing to clamber over the fence a large dog seized him by the leg and held him fast he cried out in an agony of terror which brought the farmer out who called the dog off but seized the boy very roughly saying so sir you are caught at last are you you thought you might come day after day and steal my apples without detection but it seems you are mistaken and now you shall receive the punishment you have so long deserved the farmer then began to chastise him very severely with a whip he had in his hand and the boy in vain protested he was innocent and begged for mercy at last the farmer asked him who he was and where he lived but when he heard his name he cried out what are you the little rascal that frightened my sheep this morning by which means several of them are lost and do you think to escape saying this he lashed him more severely than before in spite of all his cries and protestations at length thinking he had punished him enough he turned him out of the orchard bade him go home and frighten sheep again if he liked the consequences the little boy slunk away crying very bitterly for he had been very severely beaten and now began to find out that no one can long hurt others with impunity so he determined to go away quietly home and behave better for the future but his sufferings were not yet at an end for as he jumped down from a stile he felt himself very roughly seized and looking up found that he was in the power of the lame beggar whom he had thrown upon his face it was in vain that he now cried entreated and begged for pardon the man who had been much hurt by his fall thrashed him very severely with his stick before he would part with him he now again went on crying and roaring with pain but at least expected to escape without any further damage but here he was mistaken for as he was walking slowly through a lane just as he turned a corner he found himself in the middle of the very troop of boys he had used so ill in the morning they all set up a shout as soon as they saw him their enemy in their power without his dog and began persecuting him in a thousand various ways some pulled him by the hair others pinched him some whipped his legs with their handkerchiefs while others covered him with handfuls of dirt in vain did he attempt to escape they were still at his heels and surrounding him on every side continued their persecutions at length while he was in this disagreeable situation he happened to come up to the same jackass he had seen in the morning and making a sudden spring jumped upon his back hoping by this means to escape the boys immediately renewed their shouts and the ass who was frightened at the noise began galloping with all his might and presently bore him from the reach of his enemies but he had little reason to rejoice at this escape 
for he found it impossible to stop the animal, and was every instant afraid of being thrown off and dashed upon the ground. After he had been thus hurried along a considerable time, the ass on a sudden stopped short at the door of a cottage, and began kicking and prancing with so much fury that the little boy was presently thrown to the ground and broke his leg in the fall. His cries immediately brought the family out, among whom was the very little girl he had used so ill in the morning. But she, with the greatest good nature seeing him in such a pitiable situation, assisted in bringing him in and laying him upon the bed. There this unfortunate boy had leisure to recollect himself and reflect upon his own bad behaviour, which in one day's time had exposed him to such a variety of misfortunes, and he determined with great sincerity that if ever he recovered from his present accident, he would be as careful to take every opportunity of doing good as he had before been to commit every species of mischief. End of section 59